Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com Yeah, I had two more things of, of music news. Hey. Do you want me to do those first? Or? Well, we're doing eight, do eight music news, then we do a top ten, then we do a quiz, then we do a review. Yeah, I mm-hmm. will do. Unless I change my mind when I'm editing. It's time for another Team Rally the Podcast. Yeah, that's right. So let's see. Uh, this week we have some metal news. We talked Sabbath and Ted Nugent because, you know, why not? We have the top 10 highest paid TV stars and a Vegas quiz. That'll be interesting. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Team Rally the Podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye-bye now. Oh, yeah. By the way, I have a new pop guard. That, not that you notice any difference, but uh, I'd like to thank my friend Skip for my new uh, pop guard. So, here you go. All right, now shut up and listen. time again oh i'm sorry <laughs> it's time for some more metal news oh, you only get so much time did you drink that milk oh i should be okay oh so this is also my stomach. Oh. this is uh oh i forgot to close the fridge i thought that was your lactose warning Ew, <laughs> My own ass. Ew. <laughs> well, you got to limber since you lost that weight. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He's like one of them contortionists. Tony Iommi says original tapes for Black Sabbath's Born Again album have been found. Oh, they're a Christian album. And I'm thinking of remixing it. We should. Tony Iommi says that he's contemplating remixing Black Sabbath's Born Again album for future release. Issued in August 1983, Born Again was the only album Black Sabbath recorded with lead vocalist Ian Gillian? Or Gillian. Best known for his work with Deep Purple. Oh. The screen went blank. Technical issues. Name of the episode. Technical issues. It probably should be. Hello. There we go. You've been censored. I know, right? All right. Uh, issued in 1983, Born Again was the only album Sabbath recorded with lead vocalist Ian Gillen, best known for his work with Deep Purple. It was also the last of Sabbath's studio albums to feature drummer Bill Ward. 
in an interview with News.in-24 to promote the reissue of Sabbath's Sabotage LP, Iommi spoke about his plan to release deluxe versions of other albums from the band's catalog. So, Iommi owns Black Sabbath? I thought Ozzy bought it back. Or something. No, whatever. There should be a box set from the Tony Martin era, 87 to 91 and 94 to 96. The guitarist said, I'm also thinking of remixing Born Again, the one with Ian Gillen, now that we've found the original tapes, which is pretty fucking cool in and of itself. Following the departure of lead singer Ronnie James Dio and drummer Vinny Appice, I know I said it wrong, I've always said it wrong. After the studio mixing of Live Evil album, which if you look at Evil is live spelled backwards and vice versa. Black Sabbath was once again on the lookout for yet another lead vocalist to fill the significant void left at stage front. The band turned to Gillen. The resultant, I almost said restaurant, the resultant album and live touring certainly made for one of the more curious associations in the world of heavy metal. Much of this era of Black Sabbath has passed into rock folklore and was actually the source for the material used in the rockumentary movie, the mockumentary movie. This is Spinal Tap. From the replica stage production of Stonehenge, which was too large for some of the venues on the world tour, to the employment of a dwarf to dress up and play the part of Devil Baby from the LP front cover, the world of Black Sabbath took on a distinct air of the surreal. While well-received, the Born Again album and live dates succeeded in stoking the embers and kept the Sabbath flames burning. This would ultimately be a marriage built more on friendship and respect as opposed to any long-standing incompatible music association. After one tour, Ian Gillen would eventually bid farewell and rejoin his old sparring partners for the Mark II reunion of Deep Purple and leave Black Sabbath once more, gazing into the crystal ball, hoping the face of yet another lead vocalist would reveal itself. For Iommi, Geezer Butler, Ward and Gillen, and keyboardist Jeff Nichols, Work would swiftly commence in May of 83 at the Manor Studios in the village of Shiptonen, Sherwell, Oxfordshire, produced by Black Sabbath and co-producer Robin Black, who had also worked on 75's Sabotage, 76's Technical Ecstasy, and 78's Never Say Die. Sabbath's 11th studio release would represent a radical departure from the gloomy atmospheric and blackened lyricism that had forged their identity and spawned innumerable descendants. Gillian's approach to songwriting bespoke a lighter-hearted approach to what had, until then, been primary concern of Butler. Album opener Trashed, for instance, was inspired by Gillian's boozed-up race-around Manor's grounds in Bill Ward's car that ended in near-catastrophe in a wrecked vehicle. Disturbing the priest was the result of a door in the studio having been left open during playback and a local vicar appearing in the doorway asking for the volume to be turned down as a disturbing choir practice in the adjacent village. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. They got drunk together one night. Yeah, and a lot of it's just quotes from an interview with Ian Gillen. So that's pretty cool. And where's this from? Uh, Blabbermouth.net. What? So you go to Blabbermouth.net and read the full article? And read the full article. Yes, you can. This was put out June 26, 2021. So recently. Recently. As in yesterday. It won't be yesterday when we Well, from this recording. So I think that's great. Now I got to go find that album original. And if not, 
Maybe they'll put it out on vinyl and I'll just buy it that way. I thought they had released album. The Black Sabbath album was back on vinyl. Well, apparently not this one because it was lost. So. Well, now, it was a band. I think it was a Canadian band, I'll say. And uh, CDs first started coming out and they were on that whole get our back catalogs out on CD. Mm-hmm. And they had to release the album on the CD and the master tape said, burnt in the fire. Wow. So they went and tracked down an unopened copy of the album and recorded the album and issued it on CD. Is that what caused your hatred of, of people doing that? No, no, I, I don't hate the process. What I hate is the pretension of people with their, like, well, you got to get on vinyl because it sounds so much better. It's like, you can't tell the difference. No. Scientifically proven, you cannot tell the difference unless there's artifacts. Clicks, pops. It's much warmer, richer sounds. No. If I take an album, record it onto CD, and play the CD back, you're not going to know the difference. No. It's going to sound like an album recorded on the CD. Yes. With all the pops, cracks, and buzzes, and whirs, and everything. CDs actually have better frequency response. Oh, hey, quick note. Halloween's new album tops the German chart. I did not. So, that's good. That means they're right up there with us. <laughs> Yo, it's our two German listeners. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Um, cue music. Didn't think of anything witty. You know what time it is? Hey. Hey, Chris. Hey. You know what time it is? Uh, 4.30. No, 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 no. Top 10, yay. Pretty close. 4.27. Yeah. Well, top, you're listening. Top 10 highest paid American TV stars. Not including the cast of Friends. Actually, they'll probably be number one, but yes. Oh. I thought you meant current. Number 10. Andrew Lincoln. From the Walking Dead fan. Oh, TV stars. I, for some reason, that was thinking sitcom stars. Oh, no, no. TV stars. Oh, okay. <clears throat> 650000 an episode of The Walking Dead. Andrew Lincoln, who we all know as Rick Grimes, recently received a salary increase. This was before he left left the show. This was... No, it was after he left the 2017. They're paying him $650,000 an episode not to be on the show. Hey, I'd do it. For the seventh and eighth season of Walking Dead, while Norman Reedus, better known as Daryl Dixon, received an increase of five hundred and fifty thousand. But he's got a lot of money coming in from the barbecue joints. So yeah, he don't need it. Number nine, Asshead Kusher. Kutcher. What do you got against Ashton Kutcher? I just don't like him. He's another one that always plays the same kind of guy because he did serious stuff. It went over like a lead balloon. So now he just plays pretty dumb morons. No, people liked him in the Steve Jobs movie. Okay. And he's, a much, he's not playing Kelso in every movie he's in. Which is a plus. $755,000 an episode of Two and a Half Men. After Charlie Sheen was fired because he's a coke addict and had tiger blood uh, from Two and a Half Men, Kutcher was paid $755,000 per episode for his role as Hizzo Walden. Also winning. In the series. However, this meant a saving in money for the producers. Yeah, that's true. How much was John Cryer making? Who knows? It was basically his show, especially after Charlie I'm an Addict left. Number eight, Johnny Galecki, Kaylee Kuko, and Jim Parsons each got a million dollars per episode for The Big Bang Theory. Ah. So like three of the cast members got that money and the rest of the cast members didn't. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
That's a good way of... Well, that's three of the five main cast members. The other two were... Nobody knew who they were, and honestly, nobody Blossom? still knows Blossom? who they are. What? Blossom? You don't know who Blossom is? No. She the, she came in much later. These are the three original... Of the five original stars. She only came in because, I mean, honestly, they needed a foil for Parsons. So... Alright, so these three main characters of the Big Bang Theory, better known in the series as Leonard Hofstadter, Penny, and Sheldon Cooper, earned a salary of a million per episode while the stars Kunal Nayar and Simon Helberg about 750000 Well, they weren't hurting either. No, what's that? Number seven, all of the friends from Friends. I'm not naming them all. Well, if you don't know. Uh, yeah, if you don't know by now, then... There's a rock you need to find and crawl under. Tune into HBO Max. Tune into that or just turn on TV. There's so many fucking replays. At the end of the famous series in 2004, the cast was getting a salary of a million per episode, which means that each chapter of the 10th season cost $6 million just for its protagonist. This is true. Number six, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. A million dollars each for episodes of Mad About You. Really? In the seventh season of the series, Mad About You, the two actors were having a salary of a million per episode. God damn, the people who wrote this just fucking are typing it with their eyes closed and a thumb up their ass. Number five, Peter Dinklage, Nikolai Koster-Wadlu, Lena Headley or Headley, Amelia Clark, and Kit Harrington. If you don't know who those names are as one group, Go find the people who don't understand what Friends is or who Friends are and go hang out with them under a rock. 1,100,000 for each episode of Game of Thrones. They are the five highest paid actors in the cast of Game of Thrones, mostly because they're on the screen more than anyone else, mm-hmm. and represent Tyrion Lannister, Jaime Lannister, Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen, I always say that wrong, and Jon Snow, respectively. They recently received a salary increase of well, 1.1 million for the next two seasons of the series. Which is now over. Number four. Number four. Tim Allen. 1.25 million for each episode of Home Galaxy Improvement. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Of <laughs> uh, Home Improvement. In 1999, the, the, the character, the actor, got the character. The actor got 1250000 for each of the 27 episodes of the last season of the series Home Improvement. I mean, you couldn't recast him. No. You couldn't, like, just get rid of him. Nope. What would the, what would the rest of the show be? Wilson. The Wilson Show. It's the Wilson Show. Wilson and, uh... Oh, crap. What was the other guy? The bearded guy. Al. Al, thank you. I kept thinking Albert, but I'm like, that's not right. It is right. Oh, it is. But it just goes by Al. Oh. Number three. Unless his name was Alphonse. Might have been. Don't on that weird show. Kelsey Grammer. 1.6 million an episode for Fraser. There again, it's not like you can recast. Kelsey Grammer, who represents the television favorite psychiatrist, earned 1.6 million per episode of the famous 90s series Fraser. Yeah, well, in the 90s, we're making some bank. Mm. Especially if you calculate inflation and everything. Oh, yeah. Wow, they really did save a lot of money. You'll find out in a minute. Number two, Ray Romano for $1.8 million for each episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. 
people must have been watching that show. It was one of the most popular shows on TV for a long time. The comedian and main actor of Everybody Loves Raymond, which of course you couldn't recast, mm-hmm. got 1.8 million per episode during the last season of the series. Well, that would have been funny if they had tried. Yeah, just made Brad have him finish it out. Just change the title. Everybody hates Brad. <laughs> and number one, Charlie Sheen with a hundred point. Well, I mean, 1.8 million dollars an episode for Two and a Half Men, and winning. Charlie Sheen yeah. got $1.8 million per episode during the last season of Two and a Half Men, plus $2 million per episode of Anger Management after episode 100. He was the highest paid actor during that time. Hmm. So yeah, they saved $1,150,000 by having Kutcher. But then they paid Kutcher over a million dollars. No, $750,000. Oh, is he $750,000? Yeah. Yeah, seven hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars for each episode of two and a well, half. Well, then you have all the all the yeah, associated costs of having Charlie Sheen on your set too. Well, yeah, so of course. Yeah, imagine how much they were saving insurance alone. And hookers and blow. I think Sheen paid for that himself. Yeah, you never know. It's a thing you can take to the union. All right, so there you go. The ten most expensive actors on TV during the nineties and Game into the two thousands. And Game of Thrones. See, I consider I don't consider H- I don't consider HBO TV. I mean, I know it is on the television. That's where I watch mine. Yeah. Thanks. So, all right, well, there you go. Uh, snarky music comment remark thing done. Top 10 yay. No, we just did top 10 yay. It's Larry's Internet Quiz. Oh, that thing. So now we get to go to Vegas for the weekend and oh, cool. they'll they'll accurately and surprisingly guess your zodiac sign, or in this case, my zodiac sign. So here we go. Who are you bringing with Vegas? My best friends, my significant other, my dog, or a family member? I don't know. What kind of trip is it? Trip to Vegas. I'm just going to say my significant other. Uh, which airline will you fly with? United, Delta, American, or Southwest? None of them, because they all fucking suck. Oh, which one are you going to take? Delta. Which hotel will you be staying at? Planet Hollywood, with literally half of the lights are out. And Planet Hollywood, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they still exist. Cosmopolitan, no. The Aria, no. Or Bellagio? Eh, Bellagio, I guess. I guess I'll stay at the Bellagio. Pick a drink to order. Well, I mean, I'm not going to stay at Planet Hollywood because it's a party destination. And it's always full of ridiculous rap stars and shit that go in there and they just make a fucking ton of noise. They'll rent like half a floor. Okay, pick a drink. Slushy Margarita, Tequila Sunrise, Mimosa, Sparkligan Water. What? Sparkligan Water. Oh. S P A R. K L I G N water. Okay. Sparkaligan water. I'm gonna go with tequila sunrise. Pick an activity. Clubbing, baby seals. Oh no, just clubbing. Going on the high roller, shopping, or going to the spa. Shopping. You're just saying that'd be contrary. You know you wanna be at the spa. Not really. 
Pick a celebrity to run into, like with my car or just in general? Just in general, I think. Okay. Kylie Jenner, Cardi B, Timothy, Clement, and Harry Styles. Can I hit my back on? I don't want to run into any of these people. And Harry Styles is wearing a woman's sweater and shirt with a row of pearls. I, I, I don't even, I don't even know. Who, who the hell is Timothy Clement? Well, if we weren't so old, but no. I know Cardi B is, and Jenner, and those, both of them, I'd like to hit him with my car. I guess I'll go Harry Styles? Classic Vegas celebrities. Yeah. And finally, pick a picture and caption to post to Instagram. It's the famous Las Vegas sign. It says, Viva Las Vegas. It's an empty casino with slot machines. It says, Meanwhile in Vegas. And it's a picture of a chick half-dressed. It says, What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. If you're posting that on Instagram, what happened in Vegas stays on the internet. And the other one says, the neon sign I've been looking for, and it's the famous Vegas sign, but done up in neon. So I'm just going to go with the first one, because might as fucking well. Oh, that's pretty funny. Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. Based on the Las Vegas getaway you plan, we're pretty positive you're an Earth sign. You're a grounded, loyal person who would definitely think long and hard before making any decisions in Sin City. Yes, and I am a Taurus, but you kind of glumped all three together. Mm -hmm. Not like, you're a Taurus, and then just say it. No. So. And a better chance of being right. Exactly. Well, that was uneventful. (laughs) Well, it was right. Yeah, right. There you go. Okay, so there you go. I'm a, I am a Taurus. Grumpy about these quizzes. And grumpy about this quiz. So, actually, I would ra- I would like to go clubbing, but I'm not the big clubber. So, unless it's baby seals. <clears throat> the various Vegas celebrities are clubbing them. Yeah, I wouldn't mind clubbing them. And I've run into better celebrities than this in Vegas. Let's see. Now we'll start very, very, very low and Flava Flav. And now we'll go into the people who are actually A-list celebrities. I've met LL Cool J. I've met two MMA fighters. Uh, One's the Iceman and the other one is Randy Johnson. Two Man Savage. No, Randy something. I can't remember his name. Randy Couture. Oh, yeah. I've met Gene Simmons, Pia Zadora, but that's way old. Uh, I've met Joan Rivers. And like six or seven more that are now just slipping my head. Uh, I would rather meet them, including the dead ones, than any one of these four shit boxes they gave me to run into. So, there you go. Well, you don't know about the one. Yeah, I don't know anything about that guy. It says Frazier? Oh, no, that's the person who took the picture. Timothy Clement. According to Wikipedia, Timothy G. Clementi is an American counterterrorism expert who has... No. (laughs) Him, then. Oh, here it is. American actor, the recipient of various accolades, including nominations for an Academy Award and three BAFTA Film Awards, two Golden Globes and four Screen Actors Guilds. He was born in 95, went to LaGuardia High School of Music and Art. What's he been in? Doesn't say. Getting in the wars, what is that? All right, hold on, hold on. Game of Thrones. Men, Women, and Children. He was in the series Homeland and Interstellar. Oh. 
Uh, he's in Call Me By Your Name, Hot Summer Nights, and Lady Bird, as well as the film Hostiles. So, yeah, I still have no fucking idea who you are. Oh, you just read it. Still don't know who he is. I've never seen any of that shit. Well, then if you ran into him, you wouldn't have to acknowledge him because you wouldn't, you'd honestly not know who he was. True. If I ran into any of them, I wouldn't acknowledge him. Uh, especially if it was like Kylie Jenner or Cardi B, like bump, oh, sorry, and just keep going. Whereas, you know, they'd be like, bitching about it, and I'd be like, I don't even know who you are. Fuck you, and keep going. I'm Cardi B. Cardi B who? Yeah, Cardi B what? Don't you have a last name? Okay, well, I'm Larry. That's L-A-R-E-E. Larry. Cue music. No, I just, we just did that. Metal News! This is also from uh, Blabbermouth.net. This is Ted Nugent explaining his exclusion from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he says it's because he sits on the NRA board and is anti-dope. Well, I don't know about the anti-dope part, but I could see some validity to him being on the NRA. Ted Nugent has once again said that the main reason he hasn't been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is his involvement with the National Rifle Association. The conservative, why don't you say it right, the extreme right rocker who has been eligible for the honor as a solo artist since 2000 has enjoyed a remarkably successful and eventful music career over the past five decades. But his music is increasingly overshadowed by his political outbursts and just any other thing that comes out of his mouth. Asked in a recent interview with the, quote, Dad Talk Today with Eric Carroll, end quote, podcast, why we have yet to see him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Nugent responded, as transcribed by Blabbermouth.net, for a couple of simple reasons. Because I'm on the board of directors of the NRA and I'm anti-dope. Everybody there hates the NRA and doesn't think you should be able to defend yourself. And they're all on dope. That's it in a nutshell. But you know what? Even as I'm responding, I'm not angry and I'm not hurt. I don't take it personally. Quote, How dare you call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when you have the gods of musical genius like Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, or Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, and then you put in Patti Smith, Grandmaster Flash, ABBA, but not Ted Nugent, he continued. You just lost all credibility. Well, yeah. And I've got to tell you that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that honors Chuck and Bo and Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and James Brown and the... And he never said it, apparently, because it's in brackets. Rolling Stones. And the Beatles and the Kinks and the Aerosmiths and the ZZ Top. And finally, The Kiss and Foreigner and Journey and Howlin' Wolf and B.B. King and Muddy Waters. Of course, of course, we genuflect at the altar of these emotional authorities of musical power. Eugene added. What would our life be without the names I just mentioned? It wouldn't be anywhere nearly as the rambunctious, alive, spirited, energized happiness that we have a soundtrack thanks to those geniuses. But to piss on the grave of Chuck Berry by putting in Grandmaster Flash. Huh? It's just indecent. It's 
dishonest, sacrilegious, I believe. And Grandmaster Flash, whoever likes him, they should like him. I can't stand that music. If I want soulful music, I got James Brown, thank you. But there's so many gods of thunder in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that the honesty is so compromised by their throwing a bone to their fellow dopers. That's all it is. They put in Patti Smith because they all got high with her. <sighs> Ted previously railed against the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a 2017 interview with the Q103 radio station in Albany, that's New York. At the time... He stated about his exclusion from the institution, Jan Winner, the founder of Rolling Stone magazine and boss hog at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he hates freedom. He hates the Second Amendment and he hates me because I'm on the board of directors, quite proudly, of the National Rifle Association for like 26 years with some of the highest votes except for Charlton Heston, the NRA's president at the time. And I couldn't be more proud of that because the NRA is the ultimate family grassroots organization that fights for the right to defend ourselves. What kind of numb nut would be against that? So that's the only reason I'm not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And until they get their heads out of their ass, I'm more than happy to do what I do and do it with all the vim and vigor that I can do it with every night. Nugent added, hey, write this down. My name is Ted Nugent. I am the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Eat me. Asked if he would show up for his Rock Hall induction if he eventually got the nod, Nugent said, oh, hell yeah. And you know what I would do? I would lead. I've seen a lot of the ceremonies, and they're so moving. All of us that love music, how do you not just shed a tear of joy when you see Bob Seger and certainly ZZ Top and Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and James Brown? Are you kidding me? These are the gods of the soundtrack and the quality of our life. He repeats himself a lot. No, no, these are all quotes. But you know what I will do? And I will do it. I will lead the most important moment in the history of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because I will get on bended knee and I will say a prayer for Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis and The Ventures and James Brown and Wilson Pickett and Otis Renning and the Motown Funk Brothers and The Beatles and The Rolling Stones and The Kinks and Howlin' Wolf and Buddy Guy and B.B. King and Freddie King and Albert King and Martin Luther King, King and, and Alan King and... And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame is paying tribute and homage to geniuses who gave the ultimate soundtrack for the American dream. I'm all in, man. I'm genuinely moved, and I'm glad there is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just not that one. Nugent went on to reiterate his belief that rappers and non-rock artists like Madonna don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God, I actually agree with him on something. Mm -hmm. I just like him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, why don't you just piss on Chuck Berry's grave, you know what I mean? According to Ted, the fact that both Patti Smith and Grandmaster Flash and other rappers have been inducted into the Hall Apparently of Fame. Grandmaster Flash really gets his goat there. Apparently. That's into the, the rock time you mentioned it. Yeah, into the rock roll is a result of political correctness, which he calls a self-inflicted and embarrassing scourge. Scourge. He, he added in a mocking tone, yeah, oh, Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash is rock and roll, and I'm a gay pirate. That's not the point. That's literally how the, the, the I've, thing I've ends. Seen, I've seen some of his album covers. You were close at one point. So, yeah, there you go. That was literally how it ended. And I'm a gay pirate. Those mid-80s covers, you know. That's true, with that funny tale and everything. I'll I know why he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because he can't fucking shut up. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for freedom of speech and all the original Ten Amendments, the Bill of Rights. I'm all for it. And I'm all for him being able to say what he wants. Just like I was all for Trump 
making himself look jackass on Twitter all the time. But God damn it, there's this thing. It's called shut up once in a while. Look into it. And when you're going to talk about something, don't mention the same six people 15 times. Gay pirate. Yeah, pretty close. I love that guitar, though. All right, so cue gay pirate music. All right, so there you go. Another Team Rally the podcast done and done. I hope you really enjoyed it. I really like doing those metal newses, and I do like doing the online quizzes, even though some of them are ridiculously stupid. Uh, let's see. What else I got? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to listen to us on iHeartRadio and all the other places you can find us. There's ones that I don't even know exist. Uh, and then there's also, of course, Spotify, iTunes, or whatever they're calling it now, Google Podcasts, and Google Music, and plenty of other places. All right. So uh, for Chris Merson parentheses, everybody else involved, I'm Larry saying, go listen to us on iHeartRadio, because why the hell not? Petitong, everybody. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. This is your first time listening, then. Hey, how's it going? You're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us. I can help you find us some more. You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar. Or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. He's like one of the contortionists.